0: Welcome back to the NFC East Mixtape, Volume 38, presented to you in partnership by Blogging the Boys, SB Nation's home for Dallas Cowboys content, Bleeding Green Nation, SB Nation's home for Philadelphia Eagles content with, uh, you know, some some incredible work from our friends over at Hogshaven, SB Nation's home for Washington football team content, and Big Blue View, SB Nation's home for New York Giants content. If it isn't obvious, we work for SB Nation. We is me, R.J. Ochoa from Blogging the Boys, Brandon Lee Gotten from Bleeding Green Nation, BLG, how goes it? Happy New Year to you, my friend.
1: Happy New Year RJ. Last week we talked about the Cowboys clinching the playoffs. This week another NFC's team has clinched the playoffs. Two teams from the worst division in all of sports history uh being able to NFC the least. Yeah. Did you make that I, up? I wish I did.
0: Um I just again I've taken every shot I could to dunk on the dumb uh predictions for the season at the beginning of it. Um all the people, Brandon, that said Uh, seven wins is going to win the NFC East. You know, (laughs) yeah, that's, that's totally going to happen. I've done a lot of work for my predictions. Yeah, that's going to happen. Here we are. The Philadelphia Eagles are the second team in the NFC East with nine wins, potentially 10. If uh, my man, Nick Sirianni gets the full beautiful flower uh, to bloom all the way through. I mean, what a, what a great job by the potential coach of the year. You know, my man, Nick S look at him. Go
1: your guy. I was going to, I was thinking about you know maybe wearing a visor. I don't think I own a visor, so that was kind of tough. Uh, attaching some uh, highlighter slash marker to it, uh, and I thought you'd really like that, but uh, I didn't. And I'm here instead with my bald head. So you get to see that. Uh, listeners don't get to see that, unfortunately, for them. Very you're really missing out here. Um, I don't. But I don't
0: have a lot of visors either. I find the whole concept of one weird. I play a lot of golf, and like I've never golfed in a visor because the whole purpose of a it- of a cap or hat is to protect you from the sun which the visor doesn't do so I actually really find the visor at night to be very strange uh, which you see a Mm -hmm. lot from NFL coaches I don't like the move um, just because I associate it most with Matt Nagy um, so if Nick Sirianni wants to be in that club, it's up to him. But he's uh, he's powering his way through it. Um, you mentioned it. The Dallas Cowboys and Philadelphia Eagles both playoff bound. In fact, they will be meeting each other this week, Brandon, on Saturday night. Hey, we get a Saturday so night game, uh, a meaningless game. There are no meaningless games in football. You play them all to win. You, you play for pride. You play for your uniform. Um, a a full NFC East tilt once again. Uh, We have a lot to get to. Uh, This will be a bit of a different episode uh, for our BTB, BGN, Uh, Hogshaven and Big Blue View listeners just because it's not going to be as preview heavy because these games are kind of meaningless but we have some things to kind of flesh out as it pertains to all four teams so Brandon uh, a reminder to everybody wherever you're listening blogging the boys bleeding green nation Hogshaven Big Blue View to subscribe to your preferred podcast network for your favorite team leave a rating write a review and then you know I know the holidays are over, Brandon, but it is still, like, let's just make the season of giving all year long. Uh, Go to someone else, leave a rating, write a review, tell them about how your team is better than theirs, uh, which is an easy thing if you're going to Big Blue View, Um, and uh, yeah, spread the love.
1: Uh, It's a new year, New Year's resolutions, maybe some people... For them, it's to support their podcast better, Mm. their favorite podcast. So you know, and there's a suggestion if that isn't yours, and you want to take that one up. It's it's a pretty easy one to follow through on. I think kind of nice to be able to execute one of your resolutions as opposed to setting the bar maybe a little too high and not being able to meet it. So uh, aim low and achieve it. That's what I always say.
0: So the um, let's start with the division winning Dallas Cowboys. Brandon Uh, lost to the Arizona Cardinals last week, and I get this out of the way. Enough enough complaining about the officials enough cowboys fans enough this is so lame and, and not just the fans i don't just the fans oh dude i look like i don't want to go down like too deep into the weeds here because a lot of blogging the boys listeners have already heard me do this like i was so bothered that mike mccarthy and cd lamb mm. and leighton Vander i was so bothered that they blamed the officials. You had seven points on the board through the first three quarters. Was it a fumble at the very end? Sure. I totally believe it was a fumble. Does it suck that it didn't get ruled that way? Yes. Does it suck that the officials didn't buzz in to get the right call? Yes. But you lost this game. I also, Brandon, hate. I'm not a Greg Zerland fan. But I hate that now it's become this like, well, if he just makes that field goal, you know, they go to overtime. No, like this, you you put seven points on the board, you, Like even if you'd put 10 points on the board, like this is such like revisionist hindsight, you know, making up and caping happening for the Cowboys. So um not a fan of where they're at right now. Um, just not not good, not good vibes, but you got a week to turn it around. Not that this week is like super duper important, but yeah, not cool. Uh, j- you lost. Just admit it. Just have some accountability.
1: And speaking of accountability, didn't have a timeout, right? To call the challenge. Like that's something you can control. I know the refs got it wrong and that happens, but like you can do your part to make sure you can reverse the refs decision and you didn't put yourselves in a position to do that. If you're Mike McCarthy. Um, So that's something uh, when we talk about control. And also when we just talk about like the Cardinals and this, this being a really bad loss for the Cowboys. I mean, like it is because we were just talking about how the Cardinals might go into the playoffs with a six or five game, whatever losing streak. And the Cowboys were like eight point favorites in this game. Like, this is a really bad loss. I mean, Cardinals have not been looking so great recently.
0: I think the Cardinals needed it more, wanted it more, whatever. Um, they played that way, at least. Um, Dallas played but like that's a That's crazy. No, it is. The, I mean, like, I'm not seed. justifying it. I'm just, yeah. I'm just assessing it. Like, Dallas played like a team who had won their division and took their foot off the gas a little bit. And that that was frustrating to see. And they had every opportunity to. Maybe not even kill. Like if they had won, I don't think it fully would have killed the narrative that like all you you know all you do is beat bad teams and you lose to good teams because the Cardinals were floundering. And, you know, like they they were a playoff team, but they were floundering. And so I I mean, but they all they did was was give that narrative life. And instead of like uh, you know. Facing the firing squad, so to speak, like with some conviction and, and all of the rough, fair questions this week, they're pointing fingers like, dude, this is not cool. Like you, you got to be better than this. And so um, that's I, I'm not I'm not in my happiest place heading into the regular season finale, uh, especially considering the takes that are already flying around about how the Cowboys should approach this game.
1: On that note, real quick, before we get into the game itself, it's funny because I was reading Tom Ryle's post on uh, Bogging the Boys about, uh, you know, the Cowboys kind of having concerns heading into the playoffs and everything that's being said about them or in that paragraph kind of reminded me of what people were saying about the Eagles too in terms of like, you know, not beating a really good team. And I think we kind of have to uh, like stop down on that and say that like not every team can beat the bad teams. So there's credit in doing that. You can't just like say, who have they beaten? It doesn't count. They beat all the bad teams. I mean, not only have they beaten both the eagles and the cowboys like bad teams but they've done it pretty decisively so they you know you get credit for that you're in a you're in a clear class above those teams um but that being said you know it's kind of all about the playoffs especially if you're the cowboys more so than the eagles at their stages of you know their timelines and everything and, and this being you know more of an all-in year for the cowboys um so yeah it's a pretty disappointing loss it's not the end of the world you know the season obviously is not over um not getting the one seed which you know, never looked like necessarily likely, but no, did but look you, possible.
0: You, you, but even if, like, even if you're willing to surrender that they were, gonna, you know, the one seed, right? Which like, the Packers weren't going to lose to, the, or they're not going to lose to the Lions. It was very unlikely they were going to lose to the Vikings, especially once the Cousins well, news hit. Um, yeah, but your boy. Anyway, look, we have a lot to get to. All right, so we, <laughs> we, we don't have time for a Kirk Cousins tangent. Um, but um, I mean, so so you, the two seed was there though, and you know, you you got. Mm-hmm. You, and and I in a weird way, I'm so ups- or so happy rather that the Bucks came back and beat the Jets. I would have been so upset if the Jets had pulled that off and then Dallas still lost. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm, you know, I mean, maybe that's just my emotions getting the better of me there. You mean but... like
1: Dallas would still be the number two seed or no, no, no. Or... If
0: could be because if Tampa had lost, then Dallas wouldn't like if the Cowboys had beaten the Cardinals, if that's the only result we'd change from last week. Dallas would yeah. still be the two seed right now, but they would need the Rams to win this week because right. they would need that three way tie. But if the yeah. Rams had lost the Jets, they they would have controlled their own destiny
1: towards the, the Bucks lost seed. the Jets,
0: right? And, and so that's why, to like, um, that uh, did whatever. I, I yeah. I'm glad that the Bucks what came back to beat the Jets because I would have I've been even more upset if they had wound up losing to the Jets and then the Cowboys couldn't take advantage of the opportunity. And so. It's just tough. Um, It's frustrating. And my last thing before we kind of look forward here, um, because there are a lot of Cowboys fans, and I get it, people. You're upset about the calls, and you feel like the world is against Mm. the Cowboys. And Roger Bell sits in his evil lair, looking like BLG right now, like Lex (laughs) Luthor, and is just, you know, (laughs) conspiring against the Cowboys, like coming up with ways. BLG, the NFL. Literally gave the Cowboys and the Eagles, too, for that matter, an extra day of an advantage against their wild card opponents. They get like we make such a big deal, you and I, about rest and how it's unfair. Mm -hmm. You you have an annual diatribe about Thanksgiving and the Cowboys and what an advantage it is, et cetera, et cetera. We talked about last week on the Espionation NFL show about how it was really unfair that the Tennessee Titans were coming off of a Thursday night football game at home and the Miami Dolphins were coming off of a Monday night football game on the road, and then this past week, Miami had to visit Tennessee. That just didn't make sense to us. We talked about this with Washington and Vegas, I mean, several different times and and whatnot, and so the NFL literally gave both Dallas and Philly a day of an advantage by putting them on the Saturday night slot or in that slot over whoever they play in the wild card round. That's a big deal.
1: It is. It's annoying to me as someone who doesn't want to stay up covering you Eagles game on Saturday night. But uh, no one cares about that. Uh, But yeah, it is nice for those teams to have that extra day. And it's a nice spot for the Eagles specifically to be in because they're resting their starters this week, at least very clearly so. Uh, Very suspiciously putting 12 players on the COVID list on Monday, which, you know, because of the new policy, uh, even if some of those players are unvaccinated, which I don't think most are or a very high number, are on the Eagles. Um, they can test out before Sunday. But honestly, I think they did that in part. So there's two reasons I think the Eagles did that, RJ. I think number one is because they wanted the additional roster spots. Because, like, the idea of we, – we always talk about resting your starters, but you can't, like, 100%. It's not like a preseason game. Yeah, you got to play
0: like, a game. Like, you need, you need need you need guys to play a game, right.
1: It's a 53-man roster still, and then what? Like, it's 40 – whatever 48 active players or whatever so you know you can only rest so many players but when you do it like this like the eagles are you can call up basically your entire practice squad as covid replacements as opposed to just the number that are the the two normal elevations you get each week so i think that's part of it and the other part of it is that when players test positive for covid they get like a 90 day like reprieve from having to test again Right. Um so they're pretty much locked in for the playoffs like they won't be you know missing a playoff game um you know due to testing positive for covid. So I mean that's that's the advantages of it. Uh and I think it's great for the Eagles to get some rest for Jalen Hurts who obviously has been dealing with a bit of an ankle injury and Jason kelsey and you know a bunch of veteran players who have been banged up. Meanwhile, the Cowboys are coming to Philly to, apparently to win.
0: So okay, let's let's assess this and that, that's why this is a, a bit of a unique NFC's mixtape. So Nick Sirianni, I was reading Bleeding Green Nation, which every Philadelphia Eagles fan should do, um, has is sort of indifferent, right? He hasn't. He's he's kind of, you know, Well, we don't know what we're going to do. You know, we don't know how how much we're going to play, right? Like that's his general stance so
1: far. That's his public stance. Right, when okay. you look at, to be clear, here too, when you add the context of like the Eagles had notoriously short training camp practices this summer, like they, they've always been conservative, at least under Sirianni, when it comes to injuries and everything, it's pretty, pretty safe bet. <laughs> that okay. they're not playing still, the starters. In this oh, game.
0: But still, like yeah. if we're just focusing on what he has said in front of a microphone, it's, it's that they're still sure. figuring it out. Noncommittal. Right. Whereas Mike McCarthy and Jerry Jones, in their public appearances so far, have said, we're playing to win. Now, to be clear, this could just be coach, GM, ownership speak, right? Like, just kind of like, you know, pomp and circumstance, whatever. Yeah. I will be so upset if the Cowboys play this game in in and here's here's the take blg because the cowboys like cowboys fans are they, they, okay this is my impression of a cowboys fan who's really pissed off no we got to play no I, I we we need to establish momentum all right have you want them to you want the last thing that they did to be this loss of the cardinals no way we got to go out there we got to score a bunch of points we got to go into the playoffs riding that high fine sure like in a perfect world great there's a risk of injury, right? like that goes without saying like right? that's obvious, right? also Michael what Gallup, if, yeah yeah, Michael Gallup suffered a torn ACL while scoring a touchdown, you know like I mean but so that that's the obvious risk, but then like, okay, um, you, you want this you want momentum, which you think is real what if what if you suck like what if what if you're bad? like what, what if you? What if you like make this whole big thing about we have to go and we have to play well and we have to enter the playoffs riding high and you just stink up the joint? Like what? What if that? Like do you have negative momentum now? Like 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 the Giants had passing guards last week. There are net passing guards. Like <laughs> you know like what what? I just I think this idea is so archaic. And I'm not saying like I'm team rest them and that. You know, it's made to be, you know, absolutes. I mean, if you want to play them a series or a half, fine. My my general stance is you have to have some sort of focus on the greater – goal here you cannot treat this as a no we have to win this game that's stupid to me and i recognize because anytime i tweet about this all my mentions are is well what if this what if this like they could be the two yeah they could of course they could they could win this game 100 to nothing too i mean like a million what ifs could happen but you're you're playing odds you're playing you know probabilities and practicalities and i say this every year blg it takes so long to get here to this point, like think about all the life we have to live to get to the playoffs of next NFL season. Like that's forever. Like you are this opportunity is so precious, and to like to gamble it is is really irresponsible to me.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, what's the upside? The upside is you can get the number two seed, maybe if you get some help, which so, you know, probably here's isn't the very scenario.
0: Likely. Here's the scenario for that. There are five games this week uh, that all have various computations relative to the NFC uh, playoff picture. It was, uh, there's a fantastic chart uh, that, that has all this information. Dennis Selman on Twitter at Dennis Selman 33. That's Dennis with a Z though. D-E-N-I-Z-S-E-L-M-A-N 33. You can see it there. we retweeted it at Blogging the Boys and, and we had it in an article, uh, Brandon. I'm not sure how BGN likes to, to give credit to hardworking people, but whatever. Um, we did too. And so, <laughs> and so, um, so great chart to look at. Um, and so the, the five games, We've got San Francisco at the Rams. We've got New Orleans at Atlanta. We've got Seattle at Arizona, Carolina at Tampa Bay, and, of course, Dallas at Philly. Now, various results here would, uh, again, spit out different you know, pop possibilities here. The only way that Dallas is the two-seed, because Green Bay is locked in as the one, San Francisco has to beat the Rams and we'll pick all of these games in a little bit and therefore kind of figure out what we think is going to happen. So you'd have to get a nine to start the
1: Cowboys. The Cowboys well, have to win.
0: I guess if you're going chronologically, I'm going by the yeah. chart though, but yeah, Cowboys okay. have to win. Uh, San Francisco would have to beat the Rams, which is conceivable. Uh, Seattle would have to beat Arizona, which is also conceivable. i maintain maintained that the Cardinals are frauds, but the Cowboys were bigger frauds last week. Uh, and Carolina would have to beat the bucks. That feels like a tall order. But if those four things happen, dallas is the two seed and they are actually hosting the eagles in the wildcard round
1: hmm. doesn't seem incredibly likely to me not impossible but not you know not necessarily the most likely scenario um would be fun obviously for our sake uh it's it's really weird by the way i can't get over that like so let's say mike mccarthy is lying and it's like cooper rush it's cooper rush versus gardner Minshew on saturday prime time like really We-18. this is what we're doing it's 18. on the ESPN too, right? Yeah, like like yeah. What, what are we doing? Like what like how how are we doing this? Um I, but, I actually yeah.
0: so how many divisions are locked up? I think only the AFC East and NFC the West. NFC right? West, yeah. So are it's not all, locked up. I, I wrote this uh when I did our power rankings at BTB. It's almost as if 16 games is enough right (laughs) you know it's right it's 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 almost because like you know how like when every fan looks at the schedule this week they're like man there's like no games with real juice it's almost as if you know 17 Mm. weeks in a regular season with the one buy is enough is the perfect level of balance it's almost like that was the case you know no big deal
1: i totally agree i mean like, where's the drama on the drama is you know the chargers and the the raiders and the playing game or like you know who cares no, for I, what?
0: I hate when there's drama with games happening in parallel. Like you've got the Patriots Bills situation. Like, but like there's there's a little bit of drama in that. Like, well, what if the Bills lose to the Jets? Then the Patriots can win the AFC East. Or like the drama to me is like, well, if the Titans lose to Houston, they're not the one seed. Like that's not drama. Like that's you know that's lame. That's that's so bad. I mean, no. so whatever. But uh, getting back on track here, it was um, good when
1: the Dolphins beat the uh, the Patriots to help the Chiefs win. That, that was true. fun
0: that was cool um you get i mean like i think stuff like that, that that there's it's very rare that that those cool things and moments happen it's not worth right. this this extra week is my point um i agree so yeah so again maybe the cowboys are are going to kind of you know you know ultimately maybe they're playing a little bit of possum here but if if they play to win i just I don't know. Like, if that's the driving motivation, I would be bothered, personally.
1: Your exact quotes here, based on our Slack channel, where I will be upset if Dallas plays dudes. Seriously, it would be stupid. Is that exact it would be quote?
0: stupid. They just, like, just learned how precious, like, relearned. We, we relearned this lesson every week in the NFL. But they just relearned in their building how precious life is in the NFL. Michael Gallup, 20 CL. He's about to be a free agent. Like his his life is very different now because of that injury. You know, I mean, like that sucks so much. So why would you gamble that? I mean, for what? There are let's see how many possible uh, scenarios here. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine possible scenarios. There are two of them in which the Cowboys are not the four seed. Two of them. But what what do you what like? And even among even there are three worlds where a Dallas win affects things. And in those three worlds, Dallas is the three seed and the two seed in two different ones. I mean, so like, is it like, are you really like, it, this is not worth fighting for, so to speak. I just, you, you've you got to be smart. You're a week away from the tournament. You cannot gamble it like that. Again, you want to play them a little bit fine. But what if, what if you're bad? I, I just, I like, what if you lose?
1: That's what I'm saying. That like,
0: Well, you, that's, you know, this as well, like, the the common answer again for the from the Cowboys' perspective here is like, well, they got to they got to establish momentum, and that's the only slant that people look at it from, right? Mm-hmm. Like they only take the most positive possible, you know, outcome and say, I want that. Well, yeah, like of course, like who who doesn't want that? But what if you lose? Like you said, what what if you play to win and you lose to Gardner Minshew? You know what I mean? <laughs> like how, how could you possibly feel good going into the playoffs?
1: I I can't. I was trying to think, trying to rack my brain and think. Has there been a scenario like that where like a team has like blatantly rested their starters and still won the game against a team that was also going into the playoffs too? Not, you know, not like, you know, like let's say back in the day, the Patriots resting their starters, but like them being so much better than the Jets or the Dolphins anyway, that, this, that they still won because the other team stunk. Like, I'm sure that's happened before, but the, I'm trying um, to think of like
0: the Rams and Cardinals last year with John oh yeah Wilford oh yeah that's right and, and yeah and they they well i mean i don't know if you consider that resting their starters yeah. because mcveigh was already out on golf but yeah um, but the cardinals got to face a on paper weakened or lesser rams team and had a chance to win and get in and they lost
1: right um, I think the, I think that actually happened to your boy, Kirk Cousins. Do you remember? I think the giants like had nothing to play for or something. And then Washington lost to them, even though that's, they were trying to well, get in.
0: That's still different. It's not like the giants had everything locked up. That's the point you were talking about.
1: You know, the Rams had won the NFC. No,
0: they hadn't last year. They were wild, they were a wild card team, but I'm talking uh, about
1: 2016.
0: Oh yeah. When, when Kirk had, was there still. Yeah, that's true. They, and, and the giants had a, their, their card locked up. So, I mean, I, I would not support that decision, but we'll see. Um, I do think it's important for both of these teams that they have a day's worth of an advantage on whoever they're going to play in the wildcard round. And the response I got, just to address this, and I vented to you about this on, in our Slack. <laughs> uh, was
1: RJ complains so, about Cowboys fans.
0: I got so oh, many gosh. tweets that said, well, it's not really an advantage because the NFL will probably schedule them on the Saturday night wildcard slot. Okay. Even if they do, the team that they would be playing is playing on Sunday this week. So even if it's seven days for the Cowboys, it's six days for the other team. The only, there's one of nine scenarios where it's not an advantage for Dallas or for Philly for that matter. And it's the world where Dallas winds up the two seed in Philly the seven.
1: I mean, yeah, I don't, I just don't understand logically why that's being said. The only thing I could see like a valid retort might be it might not matter because let's say the Cowboys game is moved to Monday night football, which I don't think it will be. Let's say it is because then
0: it would still matter though. It would still be one extra day.
1: Yeah, but I'm saying it mitigates the rest factor a little bit because it's not like the team is playing on like Saturday and like six days of rest. I'm saying that they both have more rest than normal. I know the Cowboys would still or the Eagles, whatever, would still have more uh, rest than the opponent. But they would both have, you know, more rest than normal still, which I think you could argue like so, mitigates the importance to, of the rest.
0: To clear up BLG's point, because we are we are kind of in a new world for the NFL. There is a Monday Night Wild card game this year for anyone who was unaware. So what Brandon is saying is, if either the Cowboys or the Eagles are in that slot, the team that mm-hmm. they would be facing, while they would both have a day on them. Um, yeah the other would be on would short also, rest the, the, yeah the other team would also have a longer than normal rest period Well, not as long as dallas or philly it would still be right it would be longer um yeah but, but so if you think about it the the two games on saturday this week are dallas philly both playoff teams in kansas city denver so we are going to have what six wildcard games is that right uh in totality so you would assume that neither of these three teams would be one of those games, right? Neither the Dallas, the Philly, or the Chiefs game or whoever those teams wind up playing would be the Monday night wildcard game. I would assume that, at least.
1: I don't know. I mean, it, it kind of depends on the matchup. I mean, they're not going to put Tom Brady, for example, in like that first playoff game. Obviously, it's always... like The first game is always, like, what? Like, the AFC South or whoever? It's like, never... They don't yeah. start the playoffs with, like, the best... You know, the like, the highlight, marquee, quarterback kind of game. I could see um, it
0: being, like... You know the Bengals, like Bengals Colts, if that's the draw, like I could see that.
1: Maybe, um, or like yeah, or the whatever yeah, I angels mean, AFC- Colts with C- the man-
0: with the Manning's on. You get Peyton calling a Colts playoff game. That'd be awesome.
1: Hmm. Maybe. Uh, I want to check in confidence level. I'm going to ask you this following the talk about the Cardinals' loss. Confidence level before the Cardinals game, scale of one to ten, like ten being the most confident in the Cowboys. Confidence level after before the Cardinals
0: loss. probably like an eight, eight and a half, mm. especially coming off the big win against Washington. Cause that looked like the we're back game. Now right. maybe maybe six and a half. Because now mm. that, that Washington game looks like the outlier. I mean, you know, the same way the Atlanta game did. So six and a half. Um I mean, I said this on another show uh, on the Blog and the Boys podcast network. The only dude who I have like unwavering confidence in right now is Micah Parsons. He's the only one. And in fact, he was the only one who <laughs> who came out um, after the loss and said it shouldn't come down to that fumble. Like, I loved that. I love that he was not, you know, complaining about the officiating yeah. the way everybody else was. So, I, as long as they have him, like, I have at least 50, 55% confidence overall. Uh, but I'm not going to six and a half right now. And I, I will hmm. say, I, like, there's really nothing that could move that for me like against
1: the this Eagles. week. Yeah, yeah.
0: Like, so that's, that's why there's nothing, like, even if they won from... like a
1: hundred to zero. <laughs>
0: yeah. There's, there, I really would not, you know, be adjusted there, which is why, again, it's silly for them to play in my mind.
1: Not even if like Dak played like incredibly well, just because still it's against backups.
0: Yeah. I mean, and it, you know, it would still, the the, the question remains, can they beat a a better team than a better than average yeah. team? And, and no offense to Philly, but they're not. You know what I mean? And so, I mean, and even even like they're not, I, I don't think they are in general, but let alone whoever they'll be on Saturday night is not, you know what I'm saying, especially. And so, like, okay, cool, you're going to go beat another bad team and, you know, and you'll get a bunch of retweets, you know, and whatever. But, like, what does that really mean going in the wild card round? Hmm.
1: Still so think the ceiling, you know, for the, if we talk about like ceilings for these teams, ceiling is still uh, you know Super Bowl, like because the, the Cowboys can win um, yeah. with their defense, like they've shown the ability to do that. Offense, like I don't fully trust right now, but it can get hot. Like there's a there's an avenue to that happening again. Um, I'm not like banking on that right now, um, but <clears throat> you know, like the conference is still kind of wide open in a sense. Like the Packers, sure. we've Six talked about. Six and a half like, is high.
0: I mean, entering the playoffs, yeah
1: like the Packers are obviously in a very advantageous position, getting the one seed and Rodgers looking like untouchable um, heading into the postseason. On. But, you know, uh, for as much as the Packers, more so Aaron Rodgers has owned the Cowboys in the playoffs. Obviously he's come up short a number of times and the Packers haven't delivered. So, you know, it's not like they're necessarily guaranteed, although I kind of do think they're going to make it just based on the narrative, you know, standpoint of uh, the last dance, blah, 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 and everything. Uh, and, whatever. Yeah. Um, Bucks, uh I, I want to uh, ask you.
0: Th- I want to ask you this question yeah. about the Eagles. So the most common playoff opponent for the the Eagles here, um, again, of these nine potential or nine possible permutations, is the Buccaneers. They have them in yeah. five of them. Uh, whether that's as the six seed against the three seed or the seven seed against the two seed, uh, Philly against Tampa is the most probable outcome. However, there are two worlds where Philly could play the Rams. One world where Philly could play the Cardinals, and one world, as mentioned a few times already, where Philly could play the Cowboys. What do Eagles fans want? What is the best possible starting point for them?
1: Yeah, I want to get your take on this too for the Cowboys, but um, uh, for the That's Eagles, a great
0: question by me, no big deal.
1: I meant to ask you about this, and I forgot. I choked. It's fine. Like the Cowboys are gonna do. Um. Uh. I think a lot of people are gonna say the Rams. And I think that's the correct answer in terms of which team can the Eagles most likely upset. I mean, you could say the Cardinals in there too, but I just I'm again talking that there's one scenario where that's gonna happen. So I just don't think that's you know likely to count on the Rams sure. one is at least a little bit more like possible. So uh I think the Eagles fans can root for that because Matthew Stafford has not been playing well heading into the postseason, and it's not like he has a track record of playing. First of all, in the postseason, much at all, and and then well, uh, you know, super well when he gets there. So there's that, and Tom McVay being a fraud and is absolutely there's going to be. It's I mean like it's very like maybe hacky for me to say that because I just say it all the time, but it's it's just so true that there's going to be a big decision in a playoff game. To go for it and he's not going to do it he's going to be a coward like he's done this time and time again have seen enough of a sample size to have confidence in this so uh so i feel good about potentially being able to beat the rams i know they have star power and everything and a lot of people would tell you that the bucks are the worst opponent for the eagles to play from a standpoint of they can stop the run um, it's tom brady tom brady shredded this defense earlier in the season in philly um, obviously, the Bucks have had some injuries, injury issues and Antonio Brown leaving the team middle of the game last week, which stats did a good job of uh, covering slash ripping on the the oddcast this week. So everyone should check out the SB Nation NFL show for that. Um, but I would argue RJ that the Bucks are kind of the most ideal team for the Eagles to play, not from a standpoint of like maximizing the the team's chances of winning the Super Bowl this year, which I think are kind of low anyway. But from, like, what what has this Eagle season been about, kind of, as a whole? It's not, it, it's not like an all-in year. It's about kind of yeah. learning, fact-finding mission. We're going to learn about Nick Sirianni. We're going to learn about Jalen Hurts. I want to learn, like, can the Eagles, who have not been able to beat a good team, like, can they beat a team that could be, like, the toughest team for them to beat? Can they go out? Can Jonathan Gannon's defense, which has, like, improved – Since he's been playing bad quarterbacks, can it actually kind of hold Tom Brady to like a respectable level? Not even like shut him down completely and make him throw three picks and zero touchdowns. But can he hold him to like, you know, like 24 points, 21 points, something like reasonable? Can the Eagles offense, which has been reliant on the run so much, how do they fare? against a, a really tough Bucks run defense. Like, can Jalen Hart step up in a big moment? So I kind of almost want to see them play the Bucks just because I want to see those bigger questions answered. So a lot of people, again, would tell you the Rams just because probably better chances of winning. I would say Bucks from the standpoint of, like, trying to actually find out just how good this team is, which I think is really important going into the offseason and the decisions you're going to be making and not just, like, diluting yourself into thinking this team might be better than they actually are. So what about you?
0: So I totally agree with you um i don't think the bucks are like i know you agree aren't like the big bad wolf in the nfc i mean they're the reigning super bowl champions and and whatever uh this would be the first playoff game there since the super bowl uh or it, you know like it is going to be but you know whoever whether it's philly or somebody else um and so i think that would be really big for the culture so to speak um and that would be cool i i actually really believe i would liken this to if it does happen you know, people remember the Legion of Boom and obviously the the Seahawks draft class of 2012 and whatnot. But I really believe, and I'm not like the first person to ever say this, that that 2010 wild card win over the Saints, the Beastquake, was like instrumental in establishing that culture. I, like people mm-hmm. forget, like people remember that play in that moment, but that was a, a sub 500 Seahawks team that overachieved. One of the only sub five hundred teams to win their division that wasn't coached by Ron Rivera, by the way, um, and they beat the reigning Super Bowl champions. Like that was a big deal. They beat the defending Super Bowl champions. Like that is a really powerful thing, I think. And so, yeah, if you could do it, I mean, that would be that would be big for Nick Sirianni. Something
1: to hang your hat on, definitely.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, so I could see that. Like I could see. Cause you're kind of like, you're playing with house money here. Like you're saying, like, you're not going to win the super bowl. You know what I'm saying? So what, like, why not just go make a big bang? And then even if you wimp around in the division around, who cares? Like you, this, you are, you're set up, you have three first round picks, you know, obviously it's not ideal that they, you know, all kind of cratered, but you know, you have a lot to kind of figure out and move on from, and you can continue the trope of like the Eagles own Tom Brady in the playoffs, which would be a lot of fun for you personally.
1: Wouldn't mind it. Could be worse outcomes. Uh, what about you? Like in terms of the Cowboys, like who do you most want to see? Who do you least want to see first? So I mentioned there were five
0: possible permutations where the Eagles would play the Bucs. There are five possible permutations where the Cowboys will play the Cardinals. The second most common um, outcome for Dallas, like Philly, there are two circumstances where they would face the Rams. Uh, The others, the the most unlikely ones, there's one world where they face the Niners and one world, again, as mentioned, where they face the Eagles. I think the Cardinals would be nice from the perspective of – you know, like, you would finally beat Kyler in the building. Like, that's a big trope. And, you know, you would get revenge. I think that, like, if, if I'm talking, like, if I'm if I'm looking at the wild card win as, like, the nas on the vehicle to boost you through to the divisional round. Because that's what this is about for the Cowboys. This is about winning in the divisional round. Like, I'm not trying to say that the goal is to reach the NFC Championship game and that's it. Like, so I don't need your tweets like, man, the Cowboys have fallen so far. I have my old VHSs. I don't need that. But The goal is to win in the divisional round. That's what they have not done for forever. And so I think the most possible juice, the the biggest possible steam they could pick up in the wild card round would be to dismantle the team that like that incited all of these questions as the playoffs are beginning in the Cardinals. I think it would be kind of cool to beat the Rams, um, because it'd be beating Sean McVay, beating Matthew Stafford, Highland Park, blah, 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 whatever, et cetera, et cetera. But I think the Cardinals, in that weird way, it would be this, like, see, we told you. Because, you know, Demarcus Lawrence said after the Cowboys lost, I'm paraphrasing, but it was something like he was asked if he wanted to see the Cardinals again. He was like, oh, yeah, you know, we'll be ready for that. And it's like, well, why weren't you ready today? <laughs> you know, like, why, why, weren't, why, why weren't Just you ready? watch out. Yeah, yeah, like, you know, like, we'll, we'll really play then. And so, in a in a stupid way, if they were to beat the Cardinals in the wild card round, it would kind of, like, justify that. You know what I mean? It would kind of justify, like, we can turn it on when we want to. I also, I mean, look, the Rams are cowards, or are led by a coward at least, but their mm-hmm. offense, when it's on, is very, very impressive. And so, while the Cardinals, I think, present on the NFC side of things, maybe the biggest X factor that isn't Aaron Rodgers because of what Kyler Murray can do when he is on, they are frauds. Like, if, if there's a coach who I don't believe in in the entire NFC playoff picture, assuming the Niners get in and, and the Saints don't, I mean, either way, it's Cliff. I mean, I I actually, I'm not, me and Nick are, are bros. Like, me and Nick might, you know, go, you know, we might hang out this summer. What a, um, what
1: a, lo- to, to show you how long the season truly is. Like, what, what a turn for, but, not only like, eagles saying turning around to nick seriani but rj too
0: dude cliff is cliff is a fraud you know what i'm saying like yeah and he is so i that's the that's the matchup i want he um, comes
1: honestly. from the sean McVay tree no wonder yeah. why he is yeah
0: so i mean that's the one i want i and i think it coincides with the juice element the nas boost like i'm saying um that would be you know that would be the the most ideal world i kind uh-huh. of it's unlikely but i kind of like the 49ers draw but I'm definitely scared. Um, I'm definitely scared of what that could mean, and I most like that because it, they would be the three seed. And so, and so, I'm I'm playing a little bit more to this question there because if they're the three, hey, you're seed, saying
1: you're saying the 49ers would be the team you didn't want to face.
0: No, no, no. That's that's the maybe that's the matchup I want the most. But it's it's more oh, okay. to do about the the overall path than the matchup of right. the Niners. Like I don't believe mm-hmm. in Garoppolo. I I you know. So, I mean, I don't think anybody does except for Kyle Shanahan. So, I think that that might be in a vacuum. I don't think Kyle
1: Shanahan does either, but that's well, a whole other story. Okay,
0: In a vacuum, that might be the easiest path. But if they if the Cowboys pull that off, if they're the three-seed hosting the six-seed Niners, then the two-seed is the Buccaneers hosting the Eagles. So, I mean, if we get what you want or the Eagles win – then the Eagles go to Lambeau Field, and the Cowboys don't have to until the NFC Championship game at worst. So, And if, the, if that were to happen, if we really explore that hypothetical, then the Cowboys would draw the winner of the Rams and Cardinals in the divisional round. Basically, I, I'm kind of unafraid of any NFC West team. is really where I'm at. But that's most of the Cowboys' probabilities at this point.
1: So who don't you want to play? You still haven't an answered this. Who is the, so this is the Bucs then?
0: I mean the the, the Packers. The Packers are the team I want to face the least. But if we're oh, talking yeah, but about I'm all, talking about first round. If I rank them, the four possible opponents for Dallas in the wild card round, most ideal, Arizona. Second most ideal, San Francisco. Third most, LA. I'm not even gonna factor in Philly, because again, that that you know, <laughs> it's hard it's hard to factor because that would involve the Panthers okay. beating the Bucks. Like that's just not happening.
1: So then who is it? The Rams? The Rams are the team that you don't want to play no. the most?
0: uh yes yeah because i again the best versions of those teams all three nfc west teams the rams is the best one agreed
1: of the nfc west teams
0: yeah of the nfc west playoff teams if you take their the best versions of themselves the rams have the the highest ceiling
1: who is the worst the floor, starting maybe of the nfc of the four of the top four seeds and let's say the rams win their division of the Who Rams, the Cardinals
0: and 49ers. Yeah. So like, let's play this game. And we've made this very confusing for people. But
1: Yeah. Let's play your stupid Hey, by the way, <laughs> my friend Elizabeth backed me up on she was not confused at all last week and you were like you could, you you explained the Eagles playoff clinch situation in a confusing um, way. Elizabeth, she totally got it. Very so, nice shout to out you, to but- E for having my back and it wasn't just uh, being nice about it. She, she like okay. told it back to me.
0: Let's play the game anyway. that, that you totally lost where you said you would prefer the duo of Ron Rivera and Ryan Fitzpatrick to Mike McCarthy and Dak Prescott. Let's play that game. So rank these duos from best to worst. Sean McVay and Matthew Stafford, Cliff Kingsbury and Kyler Murray, Kyle Shanahan and Jimmy Garoppolo.
1: I think I'm all about the quarterback, man. Quarterback matters the most. And I'd rather have Kyler right now. I think Kyler can make some things happen than Matthew Stafford. Matthew Stafford is not if training in a good way. quarterback matters the
0: most, when we played that game, you chose the Rivera duo because of Rivera. <laughs> so you cannot say quarterback matters the most.
1: Yeah, but I said it was about how they leveled out. And obviously, I was right about that because the Washington football team won the division. The Cowboys aren't having anything to play for. But I, tr- I um, trust
0: the McVay-Stafford duo the most, which is why I fear that team the most. I,
1: but why? Like Stafford has been bad. McVeigh is a coward. He has like, been
0: bad. But again, like when they're not bad, like you're not gonna necessarily just get like their crappy version. You know what I'm saying? When they're not bad, they're the most lethal. Like Kyler individually is lethal. Cliff is not lethal. Like Sean Sean no. McVeigh is talented. He's a coward, but he's talented. I mean, so I mean, I that's why the Rams are number three for me as far as preferred options of those three specifically.
1: All right. I think we've talked Um, way too much about football and not. We haven't had a single like a tangent of any kind.
0: Okay, let's take a break and let's let's we'll quickly visit Washington and New York and then uh, we'll predict how we think all these games are going to go and that you know that way we'll kind of have what we think the NFC playoff picture will look like. So nobody go anywhere. We'll be right back after a word from our sponsors. Welcome back, BLG. You said you went to visit Elizabeth in the break. Did you tell her that you were thankful for her having your back?
1: i did i think they're on air i think they're in person i think their dog paul is on twitter not twitter Ah, my bad this is Potts the famous fit. dog on instagram yeah risk it all paul check him out He's great and uh, his um, dad too Holden. great great family
0: so brandon um i don't know where to start here <laughs> we we have to Good get call. to washington and new york because well, i can there's... start
1: with washington like it's back to what we said in the offseason where there's not even interesting to talk about like without sorry like hogs havens fans listening in but like like, what's there to say about your team? Like, it's a joke. It's a disaster. Losers. The stadium is falling apart. Oh, dude. The name how, is going to change. I mean, it's like, I don't like it's, everything is a mess here.
0: I just, we re, we both really thought that they would split this, the games with Dallas and Philly. They got swept four weeks in a yeah. row. The bench thing, shout out to the Eagles for continuing the troll job. Like, they are just full and like total loser franchise. I mean, so we do have to hit on this. The day that we are recording the mixtape Tuesday, uh, Washington did announce a date on uh, February 2nd is when they are going to unveil their new team name, new team uniform, uh, their whole rebrand, et cetera. So February 2nd, mark your calendars. There's a lot of conspiracy theory stuff floating around here, BLG. Um, washington commanders seems like the favorite name um but washingtonadmirals.com redirects to the football team's website as does i don't know if you've seen this washingtonpigtails.com they both direct it to the team site uh so some some funny internet no way uh i'm, I'm serious try, try Washington. no i mean i Pigtails. believe you
1: but they're not they're not doing that they're not no i'm just
0: i'm just saying that 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 is a is a reality but here you want a full conspiracy theory what is the name of SB Nation's Washington football team community BLG?
1: Hogs Haven. Okay, it's why is that? Only,
0: why is that the name?
1: It's the only. Uh, I was thinking about this recently. It's the only NFC SB Nation blog without three names in the title, like blogging oh. the boys, Big Blue, Bleeding Green Nation, and then but, Hogs but but Haven.
0: It's, it's a nod to the Hawks, the offensive line yeah. in Washington back in the day. February second, Groundhog Day.
1: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> this is terrible. This is I not mean, worth it.
0: I'm just telling you, like that's that's what it is. That that's the the, so what?
1: What is this connection?
0: No, I'm not I'm just saying. I mean, it is, you know.
1: The Washington Hogs. That would be a bad name. That's not a good name.
0: It would, but it would it would be great for SEO for us. But
1: I mean, you
0: know. I commanders would suck so much, dude. Like
1: I've all these all these are bad. I think they should just stick with football team, honestly. It's not like it's not like amazing, but it's not terrible. It's fine.
0: Did you see the images for the uniform? The little things that they they leak because they they had a video by the way um they they, like there was like a it was like a seven minute i don't know like peak or whatever or heights video it was kind of more like like a like a like a web series like episode explaining some of the process um and it was actually kind of interesting they talked about how they can't do they like they already said that it's not going to be red walls and they said that they couldn't because of like trademark reasons and copyright reasons and there's a lot of, you know, Red Wolves out there that, you know, people own rights to and they can't obviously conflict with those but so they have little teases of what the uniform looks like and one of the, the, the teases, BLG, shows like the nape of the neck and it has stars on the uniform as in same colors? It, it's, it's like Washington's colors, but
1: like, what they, is that?
0: They are like stars. The that
1: Usually, have stars of like you know some kind of like American flag theme colors as opposed well, to a burgundy. So and it's yellow. it's um
0: I'm looking at the photo right now. Gold. It's like on the inside of the neck, like behind your neck. Um, there are so the, the this jersey is the burgundy jersey, and there are three stars that are the yellow or gold, whatever you qual- you qualified as classified as. Um, my point with this is like. Your top, division, again. your top division rival is the Dallas Cowboys. You are constantly made fun of for trying to be them and for copying them. Everyone already has dragged you and roasted you for this bench nonsense. Why would you put stars on your uniform?
1: I think we are not taking this deep enough and realizing that the Cowboys are actually copied off of the Eagles. Because what do you usually use on a map to symbolize a capital? He's a star, right? That's the common thing. And what was the capital of the nation before DC? Mm. It's Philadelphia at one point. So wow. there's no
0: there's no evidence to support that. Um what a lame franchise, dude. Like what a super duper We've
1: talked about them for way too much. They don't even like they don't deserve it right now. Like they're just yeah. there's nothing interesting to okay. say about them other than this stuff, but which they're purposely putting out now to kind of distract from the fact that their season is over and they were obviously disappointing. And they don't have a path to a quarterback or one on their roster. And they're kind of just stuck in no man's land.
0: Okay. Well, you're right. I mean, we don't need to give them more time. So let's give the time to Joe judge, not 11 minutes, but, um, I know BLG that you have been very anxious to talk about Joe judge and what he had to say. Now, in case anyone is unaware for whatever reason, maybe you were busy, you know, it's holiday weekend. Um, the New York Giants were lambasted by the Chicago Bears. I mentioned it earlier. They had negative 10 net passing guards in a real-life NFL game in the year 2022 against the Bears. Like, not you know, it wasn't like they were facing, I don't know, like anybody good. I mean, like, so um, afterwards, BLG, this, by the way, was now two games after uh, the leak that the New York Giants were going to bring back Joe Judge next year the New York Giants head coach uh, went on an 11-minute rant. Uh, The question that he was asked that kind of spurred this uh, was some version of why do you have faith you will get this turned around? I do want to mention that Ed Valentine, our good friend, transcribed the whole thing at BigBlueView.com. So if you want to read it, um, you should. But uh, Brandon, the floor is yours.
1: When I talk about making excuses for things what's one thing I say I talk about you can't just wash away everything you can't just say you know oh that we're in this bad situation that excuses like I always bring up Carson Wentz for example you can't just say well okay that Eagles have a lot of injuries and stuff and blah 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 again no one ex- expecting Carson Wentz to be the best quarterback in the NFL last year but you're expecting him to like be at least top 20 and not the very worst guy like at some point that person deserves blame so as I mentioned on the podcast, I'll use the same point here. Look at Mike Tomlin. Look at Sean Payton. These guys don't have quarterbacks. Pretty much didn't have quarterbacks the entire season and they're both making it to week 18. They might not make the playoffs, but they're making it to week 18 with a shot to like win and maybe be in. The, the Giants are pathetic. They're terrible. They've been the worst team tied for the worst record in the NFL since 2017. The biggest reason why the Giants are keeping Joe Judge presumably is because that they don't want to fire him. Like that's the biggest reason. They just they don't want to. Not that like we we think we shouldn't fire him, but we don't want to fire him. And it's insane. He's just lying, honestly, in his his rant. He's talking about how players from other teams are talking to him about how the
0: exact the exact quote here. He says, I can tell you, we got more players here who are going to be free agents next year. All right. There are a lot of all rights and okays sprinkled in through the out this which which totally, you know, reflects confidence, who are in my office every day begging to come back. Okay. I know that. There are players who we coached last year that still calling me twice a week, talking about how Mm -hmm. much they wish they were still here and they're getting paid more somewhere else. Okay. Now, Brandon, I don't want to hijack your point. Uh, but I do want to mention this tweet from Daniel Kelly um, on Twitter uh, at Daniel T. Kelly. That's Kelly. K.E.L.L.E.Y. Uh, works for FTN Network. Uh, he, he tweeted out, said, so I was curious. 68 players played one snap for the Giants in 2020, which was obviously judges for a season last year. 53 played this year. 17, not for the Giants. Six, judging as liberally as possible, make more this year. So the players here that Joe Judge seemingly is referencing that are calling him twice a week, B.J. Hill, Isaac Yedem, Dalvin Tomlinson, Colt McCoy, Sean Chandler, or Eric Tomlinson. Do you really believe that any of these players are calling Sean Payton? Maybe Colt McCoy wants off the fraud Cardinals and wants to be back with the Giants.
1: No. (laughs) What a loser, dude. Who? How many of those players are even good, by the way? Like, Dalvin Tomlinson's like a fine, or a good defensive tackle, but... He's on the Vikings. Does he really? Okay. Does he want to? Maybe he wants to be away from Kirk. Okay. That's fair. Um, but no, seriously, no. There's it just, he's just lying. He's clearly lying. And also, who is he lying? Like, why is he lying? Like, who is he lying to? Like, what is he, who is he trying to convince? He's trying to convince himself. It's himself. Ownership?
0: Himself, dude. Totally himself.
1: Like, the fans. Cause, like, who was buying this? Who was out there being like, the players? Is it the players? I mean, I don't know. I just, My- what? what positive thing can you say that Joe judge has done and he has elevated the team. I can only point to like, maybe, you know, again, the, the giants win with Colt McCoy in Seattle last, last year. year, but like, that was okay. It's one game. It wasn't like that crazy. of no, a performance. And, look, and look
0: who the Seahawks are like, you know what I mean? The yeah, Seahawks yeah how They've
1: me. devolved into. Yeah. So I mean, no,
0: dude. I mean, in fact, so my favorite part of this diatribe was he said, this ain't some clown show. He said the whole quote there is, so this ain't a team that's having fist fights on the sidelines. You did. You did have fist fights in your training camp. He said, this ain't some clown show organization or something else. You talk about the foundation built. You talk about the things that the toughest thing to change in a team, the toughest thing to change in a club is the way people think. Just because you say the word foundation does not mean you have one or are laying one. You know what I mean? Do, like, I, in fact, I actually do think it's a clown show, And I say that like you you said this um on the podcast recently. It is no longer even fun to poke at them. You know what I'm saying? like it like it's not even worth it. Like, you know, I would rather is assign that time in my life to something else cause like they're such they're so lame. Like dude, they, under his guidance and leadership, made a big deal about crying about not winning the division last year mm-hmm. with a six and ten record you are a yeah. clown show when you do that that's who you are
1: they're just pathetic they're they reached he, the point
0: he, he referenced his days sorry with, with new england it's like being part of that does not make you good you know like well, it,
1: he also misrepresented that too. Like, wasn't he like like people doubted us or whatever? Like, no, they didn't. You're on the Patriots. Like, again, he's just lying. Like, he's just lying for some reason. I don't know if he lives like in a different reality and his like mind is warped or something, or if he's just like a compulsive liar or something. But man, it's really strange, and I just I don't get why. I just don't get why teams think we like we just have to be more patient. Like, you have to be a little more patient, and then it's really gonna. What is the example of that? What is the example of the team that was like, you know, we just have to hold on a little bit longer when things are going terribly, not in the situation where like, you know, maybe the team is middle of the road or like, like like they just made the playoffs or they just missed out, you know, a situation where like you might actually be able to see something. What's the situation where it's been flat out, like embarrassing and this bad and it turned around in a big way. Like, what is the precedent for that?
0: Um, I, I, So I'm I'm looking at teams and trying to think of a of an argument. I can think of a very bad argument, but an argument nonetheless. Are you ready? What is it? So again, I want to be very clear here that I'm not saying like, ha, this disproves your point. But after the first three years of Jason Garrett, it was really rough for the Cowboys, obviously. And then he then they went twelve and four and they won the NFC East. And then two years later. I know that's true. Like the floor, like it was not as bad as this. Like they were not embarrassing. They were just mediocre, but like that's the closest I can come. And that's fine.
1: Like that's something like that's at least like, okay, there's a base here. There's something. Maybe the the
0: best example is like individual takes, like, like the people that like, and this is not a good one right now, but the people that thought Josh Allen was like a terrible passer, you know what I mean? Like, like that's the, like if, if you're really moving the goalposts, like those are the only kinds of examples that work here.
1: I just don't get what is like, again, you have to be able to point something. I just don't know what like, what is what can Joe judge point to? what what possibly can and also, by the way, for him to call out the team, like players fighting on the sidelines, Washington, you're going to get swept by them because he lost them earlier in the year, and now you're about to lose to them again, probably in week 18. Like I feel pretty comfortable saying that's going to happen. So like, okay, and that team finishes with a better record than you not only last year and won the division and finished ahead of you but also will do so again this year. Uh, Not winning the division, but finishing better than them. So like, what are you talking about?
0: He also called out Pat Shermer in this. And like, I'm not about like to defend Pat Shermer. Oh yeah. Pat Shermer sucks. But yeah. But like in this whole sequence, he was like, you know, there, there, there aren't guys with their golf clubs. Uh, You know, there aren't guys planning their vacations. Like his whole, like I, you know, projection again was that, you know, I've improved the culture, you know, like, well, it's like, you know like, like you suck like you were so bad you are the worst team in the nfl we say this every week but like if they, they would lose at the jaguars like they would 100% lose to the jaguars
1: right now yeah with daniel jones they have a chance but right now yes um well, also why was he talking in like matthew mcconaughey's voice or it's like, like what, he was like talking in this weird voice like joe judge is from philly like People from Philly don't talk like that. Like, like, where's that accent or that voice coming? It was, it was all very weird. It's kind of like the uh, the Brian Kelly, like talking, but, but not even because it's not like he's trying like Brian Kelly was trying to pretend to be a Southerner, I guess. Like, why is Joe Judge trying to sound like Matthew McConaughey in the New York media market? It doesn't make, I don't know. It's all, it's all weird. It's dumb. I can't point to last week. You know, I said, RJ, is there anything that we could point to for the Giants listeners? listening to this, that we can be like, that's actually a positive, you know, again, and outside of the draft pick, um, situation, not really. I mean, the, the only positive you can say is that the NFL, like things can happen quicker than you expect. Like turnarounds can happen quicker than you expect teams overachieve and on the other end, underachieve all the time. Um, so just by virtue of, uh, you know, the parity in the league that is possible, but, but not if you're keeping the coach, and you're keeping everything in place. Like, how are how are you going to, like, what is the move? What do the Giants need to do to get turned? Like, with, with, I'm saying, and not, like, no, in their dude, current there, iteration, what is the move?
0: There isn't one. And trading for Russell Wilson is a disastrous idea for them, which is why they're totally going to do it. And then they're going to have this big press conference and act, like, everything's back and all this stuff. And, like, Russell's going to join Eli show on Giants.com or whatever. And it's going to be lame. Like, it's going to be super lame. Like, I'll flip. I don't have an answer to your question, to be clear. But I'll ask you one. You can have anything you want, anything you want, any player you want, any element to the New- of the New York Giants. You can have anything on the Eagles. What are you taking? Like, Are, are you taking anything?
1: Can I take the Super Bowl rings away? <laughs> no, no, but
0: like no. like if if like what, um, what would you want? Like what like you, like you can point I can even point to Washington. Like you can point to things on, on the other division rivals and say, yeah, I would like, I would like that. I would I would take that. There's yeah, nothing you take Jonathan on that.
1: Allen or Chase Young. Yeah. yeah there's um, nothing you would take from that team. Nothing. Brandon Scherf, maybe. Yeah. Um Yeah. I don't I mean, specifically for the Eagles too. I mean, Andrew Thomas seems to be fine now. I don't like, you know, whatever. Uh not Saquon um you know like maybe james bradbury or leonard williams but i mean i'm good
0: yeah i mean that's amazing when you really think about it like how just they are truly insignificant that's who the new york giants are
1: i mean like
0: i i saw last my last point on this i saw a thread i have on, one last point
1: when you're done too well
0: I, I saw a thread on reddit and it was it was on the giant subreddit and it was like what Like, the general theme, I'm butchering the words, but it was like, what one hard truth do we have a hard time admitting to ourselves? And so, like, you know, there was some, like, introspection happening there. But the one that was absent from there that I actually think needs to be, like, said out loud by the New York Giants is we kind of lucked into the success we've had this century and convinced ourselves that it was because of our own skill and made a lot of mistakes out of the hubris of that.
1: That was that was exactly why I was frustrated with the Eagles. That was like the core like issue I had with them thinking that um, the seasons after the Super Bowl were kind of like just as good and were just kind of like bad luck and wasn't like they needed to look in the mirror. And I think to their credit, you know, the poor season last year did make them look in the mirror and they clearly made some adjustments. Um, so, you know, again, to their credit, they did turn that around. But prior to that point, that decline did happen and it didn't need to happen. It's not like a natural cycle of things. So, yeah, I do think, you know, that can be your worst enemy, like thinking you know a lot more and you're way ahead. And and that's crazy to think that, again, like with the Eagles, it took one bad season to kind of realize like, oh, we need to check ourselves a little bit here. Well, the Giants, worst record in the NFL 20, since 2017, and they're still not like there. They're still not checking themselves somehow. And the way I actually commented on uh, that post on bigblueview.com that Ed transcribed, because I, like, I wanted Giants fans to see this. And I was like, every other team, in the NFC East will be jumping for joy if Joe Judge is back. Like We're who pumped. yeah. How how do how do the Giants not see that? How do they not like see that like and not even just the, the other NFCs teams but like anyone who's playing the Giants. Everyone in the NFL, is there any team in the NFL that is like, "Oh man, they're going to bring Joe Judge back. That sucks." No, everyone's <laughs> like rooting for that to happen and the Giants somehow can't see that. Um sad. Very sad um okay let's uh um, interesting to talk about that's the last no, thing i'll say like it's just not no. that's it's not even just about like feeling bad or it's just like it makes the our content boring selfishly like it's because like what is there to say that's interesting i don't know nothing
0: nothing again like everything they're about not interesting them, in a bad way they're so just again like bland like they are they are saltless i mean they are tasteless it's it's they suck. That's, that's really the end of it. Um, okay. Let's predict uh, the five games in the NFC BLG and therefore um, spit out one of these permutations. Shout out to Dennis Salmon again. Um, so Rams Niners, who wins?
1: I'm going to say the 49ers. Win. I think
0: so too. Oh no, I don't know, man.
1: No, I'm with you. They're with you. they're five and zero. I think in their last five games against them. And they need it
0: more. I mean, like if you believe in that. Um, so, okay, they need it more. So that, changes some things so we're now down to six possible permutations if if the Niners win the Saints Falcons game is insignificant so we've rendered that moot Seattle Arizona this is in Arizona for what it's worth who wins
1: uh, I'll take the Cardinals I don't know dude I mean I don't this, feel amazing about it but I'll say they do it
0: this is quite it's possibly this is quite possibly Russell's last game as a Seahawk. I know it's not at home like last week I mean,
1: I I'll just, probably take the points in this game, whatever the line is, but it's close.
0: I can tell you what the line is. You know, I have Via it right our here. friends. I have it right Draft here. Totally, I totally have it open right now in this moment, and I'm not
1: stalling for You can for use time. Uh, promo code SBNNFL for a special offer if you go to DraftKings Sportsbook app,
0: I really, courtesy of the um,
1: NFL show. That's RJ definitely has it here and looks up the line which isn't really that important but
0: um the
1: Seattle Seahawks are
0: getting 7
1: points yeah i'll take the points
0: man dude, i kind of, i i really kind of think they'll win i mean this again they're getting we, 7 yeah okay. yeah that's what i'm saying I'm but like some. but like again we talked about this like the cardinals lost in this game last year you know what I'm saying like where all they had to do was beat John Wolford and they couldn't so like I mean I know the Seahawks are bad but like and the Seahawks just thrashed the Lions who thrashed the Cardinals I mean still have some life in them have I convinced you I think the more interesting result is if Seattle wins if I'm being honest but I really I, I think it's really think close yeah then let's do it let's pick the Seahawks we both like Russell he's gonna be a giant next we year we did agree
1: or sort our consensus it's not we're not doing our own we're doing our own okay then fine then we'll take the Seahawks to win
0: I mean we could do our own but then it gets more complicated for the listener except for the all-knowing elizabeth um, and then
1: that brings us to okay
0: so then bucks panthers we both agree that the bucks and panthers win or, or the bucks, i just i'm like, sorry
1: the the bucks could start blaine gabbert and they can win that game like the panthers okay. are just listless
0: okay so to be clear we've got wins by san francisco seattle and tampa those are the three mm-hmm. we're we we're, we're in agreement here um i know i had to convince you but we're in agreement so there. are are now two different results based on what happens the night before, whether Dallas or Philly wins. If Philly wins, then in this world, Dallas is the four seed hosting the five seed Cardinals, and Philly is the seven seed visiting the two seed Buccaneers. But if the Cowboys win, then Dallas jumps to the three seed and hosts San Francisco. That's the only difference.
1: Yeah, and then, yeah, because the Eagles still play the – Buccaneers and Tampa as the seven seed versus the two seed. So there we go. We played it out.
0: Okay. I that That's Dallas only plays San Francisco in one possible reality. And I really, really think that that is going to happen because we both like, we're both easily saying the 49ers and Bucks win, right? Like we're, we're in total agreement there.
1: I'm not saying easily the 49ers win.
0: Okay. But we both feel fairly confident. Don't ruin this. Right.
1: There's a good chance. There's, okay. There's a possible chance. Yeah.
0: And I think we both think that Dallas, at least as of now, is going to play a little bit harder than Philly on Saturday night. I mean, so Philly's yeah, kind of I
1: mean, Cowboys are going to win this game. It's not okay. even so okay. So like, then yeah. unless then this they pull really... their starters unexpectedly.
0: So then this really comes down to the Seahawks. If the Seahawks win, then Dallas hosts San Francisco. If the Seahawks lose, Dallas hosts Arizona. Hmm. If you are if you were the Cardinals, my last question here. If you were the Cardinals and you knew all of this, right, you could control it. And so a win by you over the Seahawks sends you to Dallas, whereas a loss um, has you visiting the Rams. If you're like, my question is, if you're the Cardinals and you could control it, would you rather play the Cowboys or the Rams?
1: I think you'd rather play the Cowboys again.
0: I don't know. They beat the Rams early on.
1: Yeah, but didn't they also lose to them? They did. More recently. That's true. Um, fair point.
0: All right. Um, we didn't have any non-football takes at all. No. Uh, do you have anything non-football? Oh, you know what I should say, Brandon. Um, and then I'll give you the floor if anything non-football you want. Huge congratulations to me. I won my fantasy league of record. First person Jeez. to win it three times. No big deal. Shout out to me. I am awesome. But Brandon, because I am a company man. I carried some NFC East people to the top of the mountain with me. So a huge congratulations to Michael Gallup for being part of this historic <sighs> achievement. A huge congratulations to Terry McLaurin for being a part of this historic achievement, although I did bench McLaurin for Gallup uh, in the championship game. Uh, so, you know, Gall- or McLaurin rode the bench but still gets a ring. And a huge, huge congratulations to Dallas Goddard who helped me get here. I mean, big-time big time performance by me and my guys.
1: I didn't have if any people, new york
0: giants by the way on this this team so once again the giants finishing last
1: if people didn't tune out already they've already turned it off what is um, your
0: non-football take blg what do you got swimming around that brain of yours
1: i really don't have anything good other than i forgot to say my new year's resolution from last year on bgn radio so maybe i'll say it here um so last year It's kind of a weird resolution. It wasn't like, hey, I want to lose weight or better myself. I just wanted to do something and kind of commit to it out of curiosity. And that was, I wanted to count how much money I pick up off the ground because I walk a lot and I find a lot of coins. And I was like curious to see like how much money do you think I can pick up off the ground in a year? Do you have a number that you think you can guess that I found? Mm. I will give you two amounts, by the way. You're, You're guessing the overall number. I did find like... This isn't just coins,
0: okay um, that's a really important clue. four dollars and eighty three cents
1: thirteen dollars and ninety eight cents, and there was wow. a five dollar bill in there, so you know almost nine dollars just straight up in coins, so yeah, I walk a lot, so I did what it what was the
0: what was the most common um piece coin of currency yeah like was it a penny or like a quarter I mean
1: probably a penny, yeah, and it's also funny like because uh I would say the the most rare was a nickel definitely like definitely the most rare coin um dimes and pennies i think the most common surprising the amount of quarters in there uh, i i think i could be wrong about this i feel like i would more likely find two pennies on a walk than i would ever find just one isn't that kind of funny like i don't know yeah it, it just seemed to work out that way
0: um do you remember the last day you picked one up like was it new year's eve
1: uh it was here it was pretty late in the year. I think it might have been like New Year's Eve, like the the the, uh, the couple days before that. So
0: well, huge congratulations to you. Um, there's some while the 29
1: two cents. Boom. Um,
0: Wow. Two cents. The two pennies, like you said, not just one. Look at that. Wow. I
1: give you okay. my two cents here on the podcast every week. And that's I why you're not together.
0: at $14 because you gave me two cents yeah
1: uh Boom. so well done Nailed it. um all right, all right everybody uh
0: we'll be back next week for a playoff edition of the nfc east mixtape looking forward to it subscribe to your favorite team's network leave a rating ride review uh, blg on twitter at brandon gotton i am on twitter at RGOChoa. brandon sign us off the final infinity words belong to you
1: eagles win